African American Hoodoo, Root Working and Conjuring. Here's what we are going to talk about in this one. I'm Angela and welcome to my symposium. I'm a PhD and a university lecturer and this is your online resource for the academic study of magic and magic practicing religions and traditions. Today I'm going to make one of my patrons happy. <laughs> Nick, this video is dedicated to you. Also special thanks to my best friend Cipriano for some useful insights. Before we start, I want to make a couple of premises. The first is that hoodoo is a very complex phenomenon and there appears to be a lack of consensus on some of its aspects. The second is that here I'm going to focus on the academic research on this tradition, not on sources produced by the community of practitioners. Also, this video will not, nor does it intend to, be an exhaustive explanation of the hoodoo tradition, but just an introduction. Let me know in the comments if you'd like me to cover specific aspects of this tradition in more details. But now let's move on to the topic, shall we? According to Hazard Donald, it is difficult to pin down one satisfactory definition of hoodoo that may encompass all of its complexities. And yet she defines it for the purpose of her study as the indigenous herbal healing and supernatural controlling spiritual folk tradition of the African American in the United States. Hoodoo also known as root work, conjure, conjuration, and even trickeration, is a complex and nebulous belief system with deep roots in the African-American South, boasting no dogma, ecclesiastical structures, congregations or religious hierarchy. Kudu is perhaps best comprehended as a way of understanding the workings of nature and destiny as Wilson beautifully puts it. As such, it offers believers both a system of explanation and a system of engagement, a way to explain the often inexplicable workings of a word as well as how to act upon it. Usually, bringing about these changes in the word involves the use of roots and other plant materials hence the name root work. According to Maduro, the hoodoo subculture within the wider Afro-American culture has become most organized and differentiated in the American South along the Gulf Coast. The most well-known hoodoo centers known to his informants in San Francisco were in Texas and Louisiana. New Orleans and surrounding area, Baton Rouge, Shreveport and Houston. These regions were settled by Haitian emigrants in the wake of the Islands Revolution in 1791. That's when a large number of black slaves were brought by their French owners to Louisiana, the nearest French possession. Yvonne Chigot sees hoodoo as a religious tradition, more specifically as a vernacular religion. 
seemingly endorsing an argument quite popular among religious studies scholars, according to which the term religion should not only identify traditions resembling the Abrahamic or the world religions, but rather be more inclusive to the non-dominant, non-institutionalized and non-dogmatic manifestations of religiosity. On the other hand, Katrina Hazard-Donalds states that hoodoo is no longer a religion. Although it used to be, she explains that hoodoo now can be seen as the reorganized remnants of what must have been, albeit short-lived, a full-blown African-based religion among African-American bondsmen. Analogously to many West and Central West African traditional religions, the hoodoo religion entailed practices such as spirit possession, ancestor worship, water immersion, herbal medicine, sacred music, circle dancing, as well as having shaman-like figures who took on different roles in their community. For instance, leading religious ceremonies or sacred rituals such as the ring shout. When this African religion turned into hoodoo, a significant role was played by cultural exchanges with Europeans, white American settlers and Native Americans. Although a direct influence of Native American spirituality onto hoodoo has little supporting evidence, the herbal healing practice found in hoodoo shows remarkable similarities with Native American customs, suggesting that some degree of cultural exchange did in fact occur. Moving on to the philosophical components of hoodoo, we find two main philosophical foundations underpinning this practice. The first is that elements found in the natural world and human byproducts, such as oils, hair, roots and bones, possess an inherent power. Different elements hold a different amount of power and their combination can increase or decrease their effectiveness for a given purpose. This power is believed to be neutral, neither good nor evil. The second philosophical stance or underlying belief is that human beings can access and manipulate this power. The extent to which this power can be exerted depends upon the knowledge of the individual. Knowledge in hoodoo is often gained through the means of stories and tales of personal experiences. As Wilson suggests, Generations of practitioners have known that chewing the root of chewing John and then spitting it toward the person one hopes to influence will yield the desired result. Similarly, stories about the money-drawing power of lodestones have long circulated among gamblers and lottery players. It is also not worthy to mention that some of this information is freely shared, while more esoteric knowledge remains only accessible to those who are traditionally referred to as root workers, hoodoo doctors, conjurers and root doctors. Contemporary practitioners of hoodoo deem the source of their esoteric knowledge to come through spiritual revelation. 
sometimes referred to as being given by God. In other instances, knowledge is passed down via generational inheritance through kinship. However, it is interesting to notice that those who seek help from root workers show little to no interest in where their knowledge comes from. The key point is the effectiveness of that practice for both the practitioner and the client. In a similar manner, the causal relationship between the workings and their effects holds little relevance to those involved with the practice as what really matters, once again, is obtaining the desired result. Another fascinating element of contemporary African-American hoodoo is its individualized nature, alongside the absence of a pantheon of saints or spirits to seek assistance from. Most root doctors practice alone, rather than in groups or with other practitioners. Adopting an individualized spiritual revelation, traditional root work has no centralized body of knowledge and no authoritative text beyond the Bible. The set of practices in Hoodoo is quite varied, just as its now worldwide outreach that goes far beyond the United States. But these may be topics for future videos granted you express your interest in the comment section. Before wrapping up, allow me to welcome to the Inner Symposium my new patrons. Thank you so much for pledging to my Patreon. It really means a lot to me. I'm so happy you joined our community. And you who just pledged, as well as those who stay pledged, have all of my gratitude. So this is it for today's video. Hope you liked it. If you did, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, activate the notification bell so that you will never miss a new upload from me. And as always, stay tuned for all the academic fun. Bye for now.